All right, guys. Uh, welcome back to another episode of uh, Hundred Books a Year with Kevin. Um, today, let's talk about a new book. It's called Messy Middle. Um, it's being written by one of probably the um, pretty well. I don't want to say well well known, but pretty respectable um, product person or um, entrepreneur. Um, he is uh, Scott. Uh, what is his last name? Give me one second. Uh, Scott Belsky. So the name is uh, Scott Belsky. So um, what I really like about this book is that um, it talks about the um, the messy middle, right? So when you're starting a company in the beginning, you're like, hmm, okay, it's pretty important, right? We have a lot of podcasts on how to grow fast, how to grow lean, right? How to have a great idea, right? When you need to have execution, that's all great. And then um, as um, and then, um, exiting a company is actually really important as well. People talk about it, right? Like, do you take stocks? Do you, um, you know, like sell most of them or do you keep some of them, right? Do you uh, do an IPO? Do you do direct listing, right? There's a lot of hype about that. But what people don't really talk about, I think this is very interesting, is they don't really talk about it's a messy middle, right? It's a a middle part of a business management and a scaling and hiring. And this book is dedicated to that. Um, and quite frankly, it is pretty messy, right? In terms of the uh, organization, it takes a lot of patience to get through the book. Um, I have to uh, skip a couple chapters there and there just to make it through. But I did pick up a couple of things I thought is really, really interesting, have some unique perspective that I want to share with you guys. We're probably going to do a couple episodes on this. Um, so today, let's talk about the thing called corporate obesity. So here's what we mean, right? So in our society, we tend to kind of want to work for a big company, right? We we tend to think, oh, I need to join a big company to have a bigger impact in the whole world. Is that really true? Right? Think about it. Is that really, really true? The answer is it depends, right? Um, according to Scott, the bigger you are, the more muscle that you have to force new ideas into existence, but the size typically work against us, right? The bigger it is, the harder it is to kind of focus on a specific set of things. Um, the example that he gave is kind of like a bodybuilder, right? You have a huge bicep and you make them great and then, you know, like you're probably great at lifting weight, but you probably cannot scratch your backs, <laughs> right? So like your, 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 your basic function is probably impaired because you have such a huge bicep. So large companies tend to quote unquote gain weight, uh, disproportionately and they tend to trip over themselves right so they 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 tend to be really strong on a certain part of the body and then they tend to um kind of just trip over them themselves or not be able to function basics functions right so here's a few things that scott mentioned that are a sign of corporate or uh or uh, i cannot talk right now obesity right so first of all is the discussions are more about who owns what and who reports to whom rather than how are you going to make it happen, right? Secondly, emails are more about who should solve the problem than how to solve the problem. Number three, um, terms, like we, we tend to spend too much time trying to figure out how to circumvent other people from getting something done 
rather, rather than get everybody aligned on the same point. And then when you're sending email, right, the BCC field gets too much action and the email typically ends with passive aggressive comments for descending questions. I, I, I think this is pretty funny. Uh, number five, uh, people act in one way in meetings and another way out of the meetings. Um, number six, uh, when you question people, you offend them rather than engage in a constructive debate. Number seven, uh, you often nod your head or stay silent when you disagree for fear of, fear of uh, retribution. So companies that have those signs of obesity problems, they usually have slow progress. And then uh, the talented people usually lose their energy and then they quit and join some other company. Right. I'm not saying that I'm, you know, like the hot shot right now, but yeah, that's exactly why I left my previous company. Uh, it's a pretty big tech company, pretty mature, and I just don't feel like um, that's matching my growth potential over there. So really, um, not every big company suffer from these symptoms, but um, it is a pretty well-known symptom for everybody. So um, what can we do about it, right? The author recognizes that the politics of the organization really encourage people to focus on small and less disruptive wins rather than make a dent in the more controversial and more important questions. I want to spend a little time on that. I'm also reading a book right now called Liftoff. It talks about um, Elon Musk and his uh, journey to start a SpaceX. Like he only solves big problems, it seems like, right? And then because of the politics of the office, people probably don't want to take that much risk when they are, you know, working or when they're doing problem solving. So it was easier to kind of let conflict linger because we don't want to solve them because once we solve them, we might lose some leverage for, for a promotion or we don't want to piss somebody off through layers of management, right? And then there's also, um, and there's also kind of a communication lags as well in between different uh, scenarios. So here's the thing, right? Is that for big companies, it is really tempting to stay safe and then really just um, adhere to protocols, adhere to the hierarchies of process. But by doing so, by following that pattern, it's really get it, like, it's hard to get the right people talking to one another and uh, assign the right people to the right uh, scenario. So would the company size ever be an advantage? I want to say yes, right? Nobody is arguing that. But the on, the, you want to join a company that is big, but only if the company does not let the politics or burdensome process get in the way and then size become an advantage. To put it in like another way, we just cannot tolerate. <laughs> we just cannot tolerate a politics. If your company has a lot of politics going on or this corporate or uh, obesity problem, then it's not going to be advantageous to work for them in the long term. So it really comes down to is the leaders themselves, and then the culture of the people that you know like allowing them or support them to step out of their tra uh, traditional roles. If they have that then they don't have a corporate or, uh, obesity problem. I think that that's really, really cool. All right, guys. Um, thank you so much for listening. I just want to uh, touch on this particular point in that book. And I have a couple more points. So we're going to touch on that tomorrow and the uh, day after tomorrow.
All right, guys. Thank you so much. Have a good day.